Well, hello and welcome to episode 9 of the DC United Kingdom podcast. And as always, I'm your host, James Graham. Well, first things first, I want to get an apology out of the way. Um, I didn't get an episode out last week. I just couldn't find the time to actually record it. Um, The days off that I had from work just weren't the right days of the week. Matchups kind of got in the way, and I didn't want to record something that would have been out of date straight away. So I do apologize about that. Um, But since it has been a long time, we've got quite a lot to go through this week. so what's happened? We've had a, we've had a few games since the last last recording. We've had games against Spot and Kansas, Toronto, Houston, and we had that friendly against Real Betis. We've had the U.S. Men's National Team roster released for the Gold Cup. Um, so I've got a couple of thoughts on that, and I've launched on uh, Facebook and Instagram now, so you can catch me up on there. Um, it's still very new to the to me this so. There could be exclusive content on those uh, particular platforms, but we'll see how we go. Um, my first idea is just to get it up and running. Hopefully you guys will follow, and hopefully you will actually let me know what you want out of it. Because um, at the end of the day, this is all about everyone. So not just about me getting this out to you guys, but this is actually what you want. Um, I want this to be a massive family for DC United supporters in the UK. So... Let me know. Um, I'll give the details about the Facebook and Instagram later on in the episode. And I'll also drop the links in the episode description as well. Uh, so what else? Um, along with other ideas that I've got for the group, um, I'd love for, to see everyone show their support. Um, so as I said about the Facebook, the Instagram, I've got other things that, I, that I've got ideas for. I'd love to get your feedback on it. So without further ado, let's get on with the episode. So, as I said in the intro, um, it's been a while since the last podcast. So, what have I been actually up to? So, first thing, um, I fractured my uh, little finger on my right hand. Uh, of course, I was playing soccer. I was in goal. Um, trying to do my best Bill Hamid impression. Unfortunately, that didn't go very well. Um, as, well, getting a fractured finger goes, that's never a good start. Uh, making a save. made the, Well, I made the save and my hand hurt. I carried on. Got on, slight bruise, woke up the next morning, swollen, quite a lot, lot of bruising. He thought, better get checked out, you know, you probably should with these kind of things. And yeah, I've uh, ended up fracturing it and it's currently taped up right now, waiting on the fracture clinic to give me a ring and see what happens. You never know. Um, what else have we been up to? So set up a Facebook page now. Um, so you can follow on Facebook as well as Twitter. And you can also follow us on Instagram as well. Um, so I'm expanding the social media reach. Um, hopefully that'll bring more fans to DC United and hopefully even more from the UK too. So if you search on Facebook or on Instagram, that is at DC United Kingdom FC. So that's all as one word. Um, you will find us. I'll be putting links in the description too. So if you can't be bothered to open up the app, type it in. Just click on the link in the episode description. That'll take you straight there. Um, what else have I been up to? Um, I've actually been on YouTube um, with Niagara Reds TV. I was a guest on on their show, uh, previewing the game against uh, Toronto. 
And what I've also done is I've actually recorded another podcast, but with uh, DCU Soccer. So if you're on Twitter, follow him at DCU underscore soccer. The podcast has just launched as I'm recording this, and I've given it a quick listen. Sounds absolutely fantastic. So go and subscribe. Tell him I said hi. I've also had a cheeky phone call with someone from DC United. Uh goes by the name of Chris Hall. You might you might recognise him. If you're in the supporters section, you know he likes to be in with the, with the crowds and everything. Um, he is from England himself, so we had a lovely, lovely chat. And, yeah, it was great to actually speak to someone right from the club. Um, yeah, I was really, really excited to have that happen. So we had a great chat about England. We had a great chat about DC United and how I got into the, how I got into the club, really. And that was yeah really exciting times and it's great to see that someone from the club has reached out to me and i'll be keeping them updated on the progress and hopefully how much this expands so what i want from you guys though um i've got a question so how do you identify yourself as being a member of dc united kingdom um if you don't what would make you identify as someone from as part of this this group um because that's the reason why i set this up um i didn't do it just for me i wanted to see how many actual supporters of dc united are out there in the country in the uk and for those who actually follow mls that might not have a club i want to reach out to those guys and say look dc united are open we're here we we allow everyone in we don't care who you are where you're from what your background is we're there for you and we want you to be part of this team because we're going places. We've been there. We've done that. We've worn the t-shirt, but we want to wear that t-shirt yet again because it's a very nice t-shirt, that MLS cup champion t-shirt. We want that again. So my idea is to identify yourself as a member of DC United Kingdom. Do you want something physical like merchandise or do you want something virtual? I need to know. Um, so drop me a DM on Twitter, send me a message on Facebook or on Instagram and let me know because, wait, well, you know, well, I'm contactable on everything now. Um, and th- like I said before, this is for you guys. So let me know. Um, anyway, um, I think we need to get on to uh, the mini series of games since the last podcast. So without further ado, here we go. But now, we can finally move on to the mini-series. So yes, the mini-series. Um, four games. First up, Spot in Kansas. Bit of a long time ago now, it feels like. Um, almost two weeks ago. Um, this was on a Sunday. Um, was it the Sunday? Yeah, Sunday, Monday morning for me. It was a really, really long day. Um, I think kickoff was about half past 12 in the morning for me. But yes, I did watch it. And even though there was only one goal in it, for me, that was worth it. Um, a 1-0 victory. And it was a obviously another shutout for Bill Hamid in goal. And he's racked up 60 of them at this point. Unreal. Absolutely fantastic. Why he's not in the US men's team... I have no idea, but that's another. That's for another, another bit, another bit of the show. Um, Ariola scoring that absolutely beautiful goal. 
great pass from Rooney, um, who passes it alongside to the left where Ariola is after there's a bit of a switch around in the game. Um, he's, he was started on the right. Um, but Ariola cuts inside and just curls it around the SKC keeper, who actually up until that point had been playing extremely well and obviously kept us at bay. Um, other notable things from the game? Uh, Pedroso came in for his debut and he looked really good actually. Um, he obviously came in for John Mora and obviously we had no other anyone else at left back and Donovan Pines was injured so we couldn't play with a three at the back anymore. And yeah, he did a job. Can't argue with it. Solid. No arguments from me. Um, SKC had big issues in their lineup. They had, I think it was 10 injuries in their lineup and then some international call-ups as well so they were down to the very bare bones bless them and they only had four players on the bench um absolutely unbelievable and one of those was was a keeper so they only had three outfield players on the bench not much choice for them and yeah that was that was that game and uh, not many things to really talk about um there was some end-to-end stuff we had many corners in the game and Every single time Burnbound was being picked up by Rooney, they just they decided I think they were putting like three or four players on the line. And well, it stopped us from scoring from the corner. So fair play to them for that. Um I don't think they really came to Abdifield to really aim for the win. I just think they wanted to get the point. And well, they didn't. So we stayed at the top of the Eastern Conference. Um the second game, and that was against a Toronto FC, um, which was Another game I managed to stay up for. Uh, that was even later than the SKC game. That was a 25-2 to two kickoff after the late start on that one. There was some delay due to uh, a lightning storm, I think it was. Uh, so thanks for that weather. You can always blame it on the weather, man. And the big talking point from that game uh, was the DC United lineup. So as you know, I like to do my predictions in the lineup and I also do the score predictions as well. And but the lineup I went for the normal 4-2-3-1. And they Ben Olsen threw a curveball and he went 3-5-2. Yeah. And much, much rotation. Um but it was good though. because uh, they've been thinking pillars like uh, Akim Ward made his debut. Um that was fantastic to see that him getting some game time. Uh, Chris McCann returned to the lineup and he started in central midfield. Um unfortunately Junior, Junior Moreno didn't wasn't with the team at that point. Um, this is the moment where I pass on my condolences because unfortunately, um, Junior Moreno's father passed away. Um, and he obviously spent time with his family. But um, yeah, so condolences are passed on to the Moreno family now for that. Um, in his absence, Chris Durkin made the lineup. Um, other players, um, there was some rotation around. But I looked at the lineup, and the only players that stayed in the lineup from the SKC game was Bill Amid, Steve Bambam, Fred Brillant, and Russell Knauss. Um, Everyone else had changed. That was, uh, so I was at seven players and have changed around. Uh, Amariqua made a, uh, made another start. Um, again, that was really good to see um, him getting on there. Steve started up front, and I'll tell you what, he looked good. Um, well, he looked better than he has done recently. And right from the get-go, he looked enthusiastic. He wanted to get forward, and he actually managed to get a shot off on goal. Um, 
made himself some space, long range effort, went to a corner, and I think it was from that corner, um, Amaruka unfortunately had a goal disallowed. Um, it was rightfully disallowed, um, but that was good for us to see that that was happening. After that, though, um, well, let's just put it this way: Bill Hamid put on a bit of a goalkeeper masterclass, um, back-to-back shutouts, and well, let's put it this way: Toronto hold a record which I don't think they'd want. They had 36 attempts on goal and didn't score. That is the biggest amount of goals, uh, sorry, biggest amount of shots on goal without a goal scored in MLS history. So, yeah, Belhamid, bit of a legend for that one. So, fair play to him on that. And, you know, when you can, when you got someone like that in goal, you're going to get the shouts. And as you could probably tell from those stats, just that stat alone, the man of the match was. The big man was Bill Hamid. Um, but, you know, the downside to that game was the fact that we we weren't attacking. We had 23, I think, percent possession, I think it was. Absolutely awful. Um, a difficult game to watch, really. Uh, we did make some substitutions. Weirdly, just after half time, like two or three minutes after we came back out. I don't know whether that was... Um, Something that was deliberate by Ben Olsen. Um, I can't think of any other reason why that would be done apart from they just didn't want to have the opposition prepare for the Rooney and Ariola coming on. But there we go. We got a nil-nil and we still remained top of the uh, Eastern Conference with uh, the Union. And we ended up travelling to Houston Dynamo, which we played on Saturday. So only a few days in between. Whoever comes up with this schedule... They want shooting. I mean, how, how can you travel thousands of miles and it'd be expected to be fresh and put out your best team? Yeah. Um, I I feel like the, the schedule could be better, better organised. Let's put it that way. Uh, so next up on the DC Travels was, as I said, Houston Dynamo. So over these last three games, they've all happened within the seven-day period. So obviously there was some tiredness bound to be. And that was for me. Um, yeah, I didn't stay up for this game. I uh, might have had a drink or two, which might have contributed to to that. But I was knackered. Um, I couldn't do it. Uh, so I had to catch up on the uh, extended highlights. So uh, the lineup, it kind of returned to normal. Um, just one big change. Um, Chris Durkin had gone to the under-20s uh, US World Cup squad, so we lost him. So weirdly, that meant... Um, Paul Ariola uh, was in central defensive midfield. Yeah, I left that long pause there on purpose, uh, just to let that sink in. Um, yeah, Ariola in central midfield. Bit of an odd one, but there we go. Uh, Segura was um, out wide. If that was me, if I was in charge of, the, uh, if I was Ben Olsen, I would have had Segura in central midfield because I feel like he would be. More suited to tell around. He's not as quick as Ariola, so he. I mean, central midfield, you do have to do a lot of running, but I feel like you don't have to be as quick. So you don't have to get past your man all the time. So Ariola would be much better out there, um, and I think we lost a bit of our edge going forward because of that. I mean, granted, we still got a goal, which is great, but I think we would have been able to outscore them if Ariola was out wide. But hey ho. Um, so yeah, as I said, I caught up on all the highlights and 
it, there wasn't many from the first half. So from what I could gather from watching it and reading back up on it, not a lot happened in the first half. Um, but instant action from the from the second half. Um, we got a goal within the first minute. Fair play. Um, and actually, annoyingly, Seguru got the assist. Now, uh, just to prove me wrong. Uh, well, you know, players like to do that, and I'm I'm happy for that to happen. Um, I still believe Ariola should be out there, but let me know if you disagree. I'd love to know if you have any other thoughts on what on that lineup. Um, however, um, after that, oh yeah, uh, the goal itself, uh, it was from open play from Rooney, so that was good to see, and. I want to see more of that this weekend, uh, but I will get on to that. Uh, next, what what else happened? So, uh, <laughs> I'm getting a bit lost here. There's so so much to catch up on. It's unreal. Uh, but yeah, uh, Houston, unfortunately, got two goals, and they did it within a space of a few minutes. Uh, there was one of those goals, um, which was came from across, and when I was watching it. Uh, Pedroso was in front of the Houston player, and it looked like he ducked out the way of the ball. He shouldn't be doing that as a defender. Um, rule one: don't don't move out of the way. Get yourself in the way of the ball. And yeah, unfortunately, they got a goal from that, and they got two in the space of a couple of minutes, and that was that. So other things that happened: uh, Ariola got himself sent off uh, for a deliberate stamp. Um, I'm I'm disappointed I didn't allow for that. Um, he didn't need to do it. But annoyingly, he does have that bit of a reckless and aggressive streak in him. So, Paul, if you're listening, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Just let that sink in. Um, but yeah, uh, after the game, uh, Rooney did his normal uh, post-match press conference. And he made a great point after the game. And I think he did it against uh, Toronto as well. And he mentioned about the fact that we're not learning from the mistakes that we're making. Um, we got lucky against Toronto. Um, there's not many times that you, a team can put 36 shots against you and you don't score. So very lucky that we got the point in that. Um, we cannot always rely on Hamid in goal. Um, yes, he's a fantastic keeper, but we need to be outscoring the opponents. And you look at the games at the start of the season when Atlanta and RSL, where we were scoring quite a few goals in a game, we haven't done that really since, and I don't know what's happened, but I want to see us get back to that. I want to see us get in the, in the faces of the opposition, and I want to see us actually being aggressive and taking the game to them rather than letting the opposition play and we counter. It never makes for a great watching anyway, so Ben, change your round. Um, last game in this mini-series was the uh, friendly game against Betis. Um, as we're gone, that was actually last night. Uh, didn't watch it. Um, couldn't find it anywhere to watch. And so I ended, uh, but I found out after it was on uh, Real Betis' um, website, free of charge. Could have watched it. Never mind. 11,200 11, in attendance, which is actually very nice to see. And there was quite a um, bit of a reserve lineup. Last but that was a couple of players who who I'd consider to be main starters actually started in the game. Um, you had Junior Moreno back, thankfully. Um, good to see him there. And Paul Ariola, because he's going to be suspended for the game this weekend, so he got 90 minutes. Um, but it was good to actually see some fringe players getting some minutes out 
out at Audi Field. Um, you had uh, two players in particular who I'm really chuffed for. Uh, you had Griffin Yao, who managed to get his first goal for the club. So that was fantastic to see. Nice little deflected shot, um, which went into the back of the net. And uh, I don't know why, but I really like this guy, uh, Quincy. Uh, Quincy Amariqua. Um, he's, he, he's been actually quite supportive on Twitter by doing the retweets, liking everything that I've done so far. So if you're listening, Quincy, hi. Um, if you want to be on the show, let me know. Um, I'd love to have you on. Um, that goes for any any players that might be listening. Quincy, If you again, if you're listening or any other players, pass that around. I'd love to do an interview with someone. Um, and they both got their first goals for the club, and that was absolutely awesome to see. And other things that happened, there was just there was just many reserve team players. They had a few from Loudon, which was good to see in there. Um, plenty of debuts. Uh, Chris Seitz, the goalkeeper, he made his debut. Uh, Chris Adoy Acham, um, he made his long-awaited comeback from after being out since I think it was March 2018. He, had, he um, came down with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma, and he has battled that. And he's come back, and he looks stronger than ever. Um, ben Olsen, absolutely raving this performance after the game, and hopefully we'll see more of him this season. Uh, Colin uh, Veverth uh, made his debut after being loaned to DC United from Loudoun. Um, so there's quite a few players. Um, it was good to see. Uh, and it's nice to actually see clubs from Europe coming over and actually playing against the uh, MLS teams. Just wish it wasn't in the middle of the season when we're really busy. We could do without it. But there we go. That's another one for people who were scheduled. But that's down to DC. That was a bit... It was It was a nice game to have. But when you've just had three games in seven days, I think we could have done without it. Um, even if there was barely any of the starting 11 playing. But there we go. Um, so that wraps up the games. Um, we're going to move on to the next section, which is about the upcoming game, and that is against New England Revolution. Uh, big news from uh, the New England. Uh, Bruce Arena is the head coach now, uh, making a comeback to the MLS. Um, a bit of a DC United icon, really. Used uh, the first ever head coach of uh, DC United back in '96. Got us a few trophies as well, didn't he? Um, it's a bit good to see him. I just hope it's not good for him because I want three points. I'm wary, though, uh, when a new manager comes in, though, because um, I don't know whether you've noticed. Um, if you like me, you really do notice these things, but a new manager always seems to, when they come in, seems to do really, really well. Um, out goes the previous form. No, doesn't take into any account whatsoever, and they always seem to do well. Not always. Well, I say always. It doesn't always happen like that, but that's something we've got to be wary of. But if we do look at the record, though, they've conceded the most goals in the MLS. We could get a couple of goals here if we attack, which I hope we do because it doesn't seem like we like to do that away from home on the road. Um, ben Olsen needs to see this as a bit of a... Um, a bit of a kickstart, really, and to get the season recharged, re-going. Uh, we need to right some of the wrongs in the attack because we've got some great players up the front. We've got Rooney. I mean, that's 
great in itself. We've got Ariola, we've got Lucio Acosta, we've got Titi Rodriguez. Those four, I mean, Ariola is not going to be playing, but those four at top, they should be scoring lots of goals. Um, so hopefully we can have a stronger lineup as we can. As I said, Ariola is out of the game, uh, which is a downside um, after being suspended. But, you know, this is the opportunity for either Skiro or Steve to come in and give Ben Olsen a headache, you know, put their stamp on the team. Um, other things I'm expecting for the game this weekend, I'm expecting us to line up uh, defensively with four at the back. So I'd imagine Pedroso would be a left back. Bam Bam and Brillant to be uh, paired in the middle. And Hara to remain at right back. In the centre midfield, I expect Knaus and Moreno to be there. Um, and up top, I expect Titi on the left, Acosta playing behind Rooney. And yeah, um, I think that right, right midfield option is open to either Skiri or Stieber. And I'm going to put this out there. I'd actually prefer to see Stieber out there. He's a bit quicker, he's a bit more skillful. Um, and I think we need that. I think we need that bit of flair up top uh, for this weekend because we're going to need to really go at them. Um, I'm just hoping we don't go, out, go there to play on the counter because that gives the Revs a whole lot of confidence. Because um, if they get time on the ball, they will love that. Well, any team loves having the ball. Um, we need to go out there. We need to attack. We need to get into their faces. Um we need to put them on the back foot and because their form has not been great. They've been incredibly leaky in defence. Um, they haven't scored many goals. We need to be able to just keep pushing at them uh, for this weekend. So uh, score predictions wise, um, I'm going to put this out there. I, I'd like it to be 2-0. Um, I've just got this horrible feeling we're going to concede a goal. Um, so it's either going to be 2-0 or 2-1 I think we're going to score 2 I'd love to see us score more but with the way we're scoring at the moment I just don't think we have it in us to score more than 2 at the moment so let's see what happens eh? let's see what happens so um, that kind of wraps things up for this week um, I hope you've enjoyed listening it's been nice to get back on it and actually get talking to you guys again. Um, don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, that's at DC United Kingdom if you haven't done so already. And as I said before, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at DC United Kingdom FC. Um, I was going to talk about the US men's team, but, you know, uh, quick words on that. Congratulations, Paul Ariola. Uh, for getting in the team. Commiserations to Knaus and Hamid, who I was expecting to be in the team. Um, I thought they would have been there, but you know, hey-ho. Um, but yeah, until next time, vamos United!